Welcome to the Intentional Encourager podcast, where each episode brings you compelling conversations and stories designed to entertain, enlighten, and encourage. And now here's your host, Brian Sexton. And welcome into the Intentional Encourager podcast. I'm your host, Brian Sexton. Thank you for joining us again today. And I have a real treat for you. This guy is, and it's, this is going to be a little bit of out of the normal for him because I'm going to be the one asking questions, but he's the one that usually asks the questions of folks. He asks CEOs, founders, intriguing questions that shifts their thinking, improves their results, and reveals hidden opportunities in their business guaranteed. And he is the CEO of New Perspective, New Results, and a fascinating guy. And I'm so glad we could have him in on the Intentional Encourager podcast today. Kent Denning joins me. Kent, how are you today? I am great. Thanks a lot, Brian, for having me. Look, we've been looking forward to this and uh, just thinking about uh, yeah, the whole topic of encouragement and intentional encouragement. And uh, I think it's an important topic to talk about and, and, and be an intentional encourager. Well, Ken, I am so glad that, that you're joining us today. Kent, as we think about a, a lot of people in this time that we're in right now, and we were, we're recording this it, it, about four months into the COVID-19 pandemic. Of course, you're in Canada, I'm in the United States, and our countries have been very linked, but you know, obviously a smaller population in Canada. And, and there's been some nuances to what's happened with COVID-19 in Canada as opposed to the United States. Yeah. As, as folks ask questions, and there are a lot of folks that say, how long is this going to go on? How much more are we going to be affected? And things like that. What are a couple of questions that you found yourself asking around this pandemic, either to yourself or to others around this pandemic? Well, the thing that the topic that I've been, it's whether it's a question or a statement, has really been, I've said to myself, Brian, that I hope that the purpose of this pandemic is that um, really as, as humans that we become closer. Because uh, really I think there's, that to me is the most important thing. That if, if we don't come out differently, meaning loving ourselves more and loving others more because of this, and I'm not really sure what the purpose was. I'm hoping that the whole purpose of this is to have a chance to self-reflect and reflect on what matters to you and what values you want to bring out into the world and who you want to be in the world. So for me, it's just been a, a, a time of reflection, mm-hmm. uh, I guess, forced reflection, um, even though I think I reflect generally regularly to, to always say what matters to me, what's important to me, how do I want to show up in the world, uh, what do I value, how can I bring value and contribute. So um, yeah, it's, it's uh, just been a chance uh, to, to ask some of those questions to myself, uh, and I do ask those to others, saying, who do you want to be? pandemic or no pandemic, who, who do you choose to be? Who do you choose to show up as in the world? Uh, and I've, I've said to you that uh, I, I, I hope I am an encourager in the world. I, I, that is one of my intentions is to encourage people. Um, I think it's as important, Brian, to encourage ourselves, right? There's some saying, right. something to the effect about you are, you know, who the top five people you surround yourself with. Mm-hmm. So I'm more and more being conscious and intentional on who I spend my time with online and offline, because that affects, you know, who, who I'm being. Yeah. 
Kent, it, what is one question that you ask yourself on a daily basis? Because you're a guy that lives in, 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 in asking questions. That's your business. That's your livelihood. But what's one question, if you don't mind sharing with our audience, that you ask yourself every day? Uh, there's different ones. One of them really is like, you know, who do I choose to be today, right? Who do I choose to show up as today, right, uh, is really the main thing. Uh, one of the things that matters to me most is being kind, right? Mm -hmm. So it's just, it's just really setting that intention every morning of, so it's, sometimes it's a question, but it's also just sitting in that intention, being that intention, saying I'm choosing consciously, intentionally today. That's why I love the name of your, your podcast. Uh, it's so important to decide and be intentional on who you want to be in the world, regardless of what's happening. You know, it's so important. I, I, I grew up a, a kid that was always inquisitive. I, I asked a lot of questions growing up. In fact, uh, when I was, I remember I was thinking about this the other day when I was in Christian school, we had a school banquet. I think I was in the third or fourth grade. This was probably 40 years ago. And they did a skit where my teacher had missed some time. She had to have surgery and she missed some time. And they did this skit about her surgery. And I remember I met this banquet and they pull out this long question mark. And they said, oh, we found out you have, you've gotten Brian Sexton questionitis. Because I always asked questions when I was a kid. I was always very inquisitive. Take me to a time in your life when, when the power of inquisitiveness just began to take hold of you. Because we all have those moments in life, can't I believe, where we, where we start to see where we, who we really are and become starts to take shape. For you, take me to that time in your life when, when you started thinking, hey, I need to start asking questions, and it became very much a part of who you are. I've had different times in my life, Brian, about that, and thank you for that question. That's a great question. What's coming up for me right now is actually at this time in my life is the most important. I'm just, I'm um, fascinated by identity and, and uh, how identity and stories shape who we are. So I'm kind of like, I'm 57 and I'm kind of like reinventing myself again. So really now I'm asking myself, like, who do I want to be? What identity do I want to take on? I mean, there has been different times in my life. Many years ago, I get emotional. My nephew was killed, and that kind of changed my world, and it made me sit back and say, who do I want to be? How do I want to show up? What matters to me? Um, so there's been different times uh, in my life, but, but I, right now is another kind of pivotal time in my life is to say, okay, given what's going on, how do I want to show up? What matters to me? Um, uh, my son, he's only like 25 or something, and he has a, a, like a tattoo on the side of his body. I don't know if it's by Gandhi or Buddha. And it says, the problem is you think you have time. And what I realized being over 50 is I do have limited time. So therefore, I am, you know, like I love your, say, when we talked before, I love the intentional and I love encouraging. So th it, this is just coming to me, Brian, but it's, it's my truth, is that right now I'm being intentionally intentional encouraging myself right mm -hmm. and really asking myself who do I want to be um, what am I like I'm, I'm what I why I love questions Brian is it it if you're open and willing 
is to really do some self-reflection and self-awareness, right? And so to me, to transform to a next version of me, which is even kinder, more loving, more sharing um, of myself and others, or to others, is I have to be willing to ask some of those scary questions, like what am I avoiding? What am I afraid of? Um, things like that. So, so I'm asking myself some deep questions at this point in my life. But the reason I love questions, um, and I think I might have said that to you before too, is that I feel, Brian, at 57 that I'm coming alive. Mm. And the reason that I love questions to explore our stories and what we believe about ourselves is, is I say to myself sometimes, imagine that if I, at 20 or 30, was asking myself these questions, what I could contribute over that 30 years, right? So, because the truth is, for many years, Brian, I wasn't willing to ask myself those deep questions, mm. right? And therefore probably not living from the level of joy I wanted to or fulfillment. So that's why I'm such an encourager of intentionally asking yourself questions at, yeah. at any age to really, really love your life. Yeah. And you mentioned something a minute ago about your nephew getting killed. And, and, and I tell people because I lost my dad very suddenly about seven and a half years ago. Yeah. And, and, and we talk about questions, Kent. And, and I have told people when, when, when death occurs, suddenly yeah you are going to find yourself asking far more questions yeah than you ever have answers and that's what i learned and that's the biggest piece of encouragement that i give someone that yeah. walks down that road is look you're going to probably wake yourself up in the middle of the night asking questions you're yeah. going to wake yourself up first thing in the morning asking those same questions because you didn't get any clarification or yeah. any kind of, of clarity in the middle of the night. Yeah. And, and throughout the day, you're going to ask yourself even more questions because you, there's conti there continues to be unresolution to the original questions that you'll never get. You may never get that resolution because yeah. can't, the, the, the basis of questions is to get to a definitive answer. And a lot of times the definitive answers just aren't there. Have you ever been in a situation, Kent, where you've asked yourself a question that you could not answer or did not get a definitive answer? Well, it's, 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 I don't know why I say it's funny, but right now I'm kind of, I'm just fascinated actually right now, truthfully, Brian, by the nature of reality. Well, no one really knows that, right? So I think when you said about questions, having a definitive answer is sometimes maybe the answer to the question is that it's okay not to know, right? And, and be okay with that, sitting in the uncertainty and being okay with being uncertain. So sometimes, uh, um, yeah, for me, it, it can actually be okay to come to the realization that I'm not gonna know that and that's okay. Um, and one thing I also wanted to add when we were talking about uh, questions is that, and my friend said this to me and it stuck with me and because I was always thinking that I had to learn from pain. And she said, well, could you learn from joy, right? Could you ask yourself joy-based questions? And I thought, wow, joy-based questions. <laughs> that so is a like fascinating take, Kent. I love yeah. that. I, I want to park there for just a minute because so many times people ask questions yeah. to uncover things or they'll, they'll continue. You know, in sales, a world that I know very, very intimately having spent 25 years in sales and sales management and customer engagement. Yeah. It's all about 
uncovering needs and uncovering objections in in the mode of questioning. Yeah. And I don't like that because I'm not an interrogator. Yeah. I, I don't want to be a professional interrogator. I yeah. like to ask questions to find out more about people so that we can build commonality, so that we can continue to to get to a common place and a common ground. But I love what you said there about could you ask joy-based questions? So for someone that is having that V8 moment, and I love asking V8 questions because I love asking questions that go, I had never thought about that, but you just threw one at me and I go, I never thought about that. So what does a joy-based question look like? Well, just, just um, like lately, I've been asking myself and others, like, what would you like to believe is possible for you, right? Like, what would you, if I could wave a wand, like, what would you like to believe is possible for you? It just kind of excites me. Or I just ask people, like, what's exciting you, right? Or what would bring you joy, right? If I could wave a wand and I could just give you that, what would that look like to you, right? Just paint me a picture of what a joyful, loving life looks like. Um, so I like to kind of... Uh, yeah, ask like possibility questions. What's possible, right? When you take the, the blinders off of our current stories and the way we think and believe, what becomes possible? That's what fascinates me is, is asking those type of questions. Is like, what would you like to believe? If I could hand you a belief about yourself, what would you like to believe about yourself so anything becomes possible, right? And, and so Ken, just look- I think people get afraid of possibilities, just as there, there are fears of, Im, of the impossible. Yeah. I think people are afraid of the possible because they say, well, how is my life going to change if I do this? And yes, this has been a dream, but how will things be different? And, and you know, again, I, I want to encourage somebody by saying, hey, it's okay to have your life changed by the possible. Yeah. Like it's totally fine to have your life changed. And maybe it was the life you were, that God had always designed for you to live to begin with. You just had to, because can't, I think the biggest thing that stands in our way of answering those joy based questions is us. We, we become our biggest obstacle and our biggest roadblock. I want to transition for a minute to business, the, the business that you've created about questions. Yeah. I want you to, to tell me about the time that you ask a question and, and you got the most unusual reaction to a question that you ever asked was what? It's funny. It, was, it wasn't necessarily an unusual, but it was just, it made them think. And this was just recently with a, a client uh, in England. And I asked him the question saying like, what, what would you like to believe is possible for your business? What don't you believe that you wish you did believe, right? And he was kind of, he was like, wow, that's an interesting take on looking at something. So he was telling me that, you know, he grows his business about 30% a year. So he said, but I would like to believe that I could grow it at 100 so by me then going deeper and asking questions about a variety of things, we actually mapped out like a whole new profit plan of things that he didn't see before, right? So that's, that's what I love about questions is that you can ask someone a question and then they go, oh, I never thought about that before. I never saw it that way before, right? So, so that was an interesting, a whole new possibility for him 
because he hadn't thought of that before. Um, I was dealing with a much younger guy and we had a meeting and I was just asking different questions. And I had actually asked him to listen to some YouTube videos about seeing things differently. And he listened to that faithfully for a month because um, I think it's important what we put in our brain to see new possibilities. And literally his revenue went up about 300% in 30 days because he got new ideas. He was focusing on new possibilities. So um, yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, yeah, it, I don't know if I'm just trying to think, do my questions catch my clients off guard? I, that really isn't necessarily my intent. It's, it is just to make them look at it differently, right? Um, well, and, and the reason I asked that, Kent, is is I think questions do have the ability to, to some degree, they should on they should disarm us. They should yeah. make us stop and go, yeah. I hadn't considered that. Yeah. Or, you know, it's something that I never thought about in that manner. Or I never considered the possibility of this. I think questions should catch us off guard because, again, if, if we are constantly, as human beings, yeah. if we're constantly doing, thinking, and becoming where we are, then there's no opportunity for growth because yeah. nothing's challenging us. And a question, yeah. a lot of times, the right question should be challenging. It should make yeah. us stop and think about things. I did ask someone recently, they had some goals, and I said, what would have to happen for you to accomplish that goal in half the time, right? And he was like, huh, interesting. <laughs> right? So I, I do, I guess I agree with you, asking questions that make them kind of think, huh, I've never exactly. That's one, I think, Brian, one of the greatest things I like hearing when I talk to people and when I'm taking them to some business strategy questions is for them to say exactly that, say, I'd never really seen that before. I'd never considered that before. I didn't know that was possible before because I'm trying to take their current way of thinking of a situation and having them kind of see a new perspective on it by asking them a different question about, um, you know, like what their assumptions are or what they've concluded, right? Because in our life and in our business, we have certain conclusions and we run our business based on what we concluded. So I like asking them questions around their assumptions and their conclusions to just kind of probe at why they've come why did they start with that assumption? Why have they concluded that? Because I said to someone recently, if I'm competing with you in the same area and you've concluded that you can grow your business to 10%, but I've concluded I can grow it at 30, then I'm going to probably have a different uh, outcome than you in the area. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I've always been fascinated about, um, on both sides, personal and business, especially business. We're here to contribute. We're here to you know, bring something forth. So why not challenge ourselves um, to see if we can do it in a more effective way, efficient way, happy way, uh, more peaceful way. Yeah. Um, you know, I, and I do ask people questions like, let's say they're working 60 hours a week. I like to challenge her and say, well, what if we, you know, said we have to accomplish the same in 50 hours, what would mm -hmm. we do? To right. Mm -hmm. What could we subtract from our business? We're always thinking about adding things to our business. What can we subtract from our business that would make it easier to run? Right. Um, yeah, all different types of questions. Well, and my goal, and Ken, I'll be completely transparent yeah. with you in the audience. Yeah. The goal, my goal at least, I want to two or three times a podcast. Yeah. I want to ask my guest a question and they go, Brian, that's a great question. I've never thought of it that way. Or 
no one's ever asked me that in that way before. That's a goal that I have with every podcast yeah. to, to get that response because in, 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 I have seen it so many times over the years, Kent, a great question opens the mind. Yeah. A great question, even the most standoffish of person, whether it's in a sales process, you know, if, if, if it's customer and prospect, or, or I'm the one buying something or something like that, a great question always opens the mind. And someone goes, well, now you've asked me something I hadn't thought of before. Yeah. And, and, and more times than not, they're appreciative because now they've, you've, you've opened their mind yeah. and they begin to think differently. For you, thinking back on your career, yeah. when did you discover that that was going to be your key and your ticket and your unique proposition to businesses to get them to ask questions of themselves. Because that's not typically the, the normal route that most would get to point from point A to point B. They use questions to unlock things, but they don't use questions as their primary mode of business. When did you know that you were different and you were going to, to use that for your business? Probably literally about like 20 years ago when I started to do that, when I wrote my first book called Questions for Success. And I went around to about 200 millionaires and billionaires and about 45 said yes. And I put it into a question book and I just actually, and I'm happy to give it to your audience. I made a, a mini PDF of that recently with some of their questions. Um, Cause I've always thought that's the way you grow your business. That's the way you grow yourself is you ask questions to get clarity and move forward. So, and I, I tell people, we're doing it whether we realize it or not. So as your title says, why not be intentional about it, right? I mean, yeah. like people literally have assumptions and conclusions that are running their business. But if I ask people, could you tell me, you know, let's talk about them. They, they're just running like a, you know, on a, a, a hamster wheel. And I'm saying, can we just step back every so often and just look at the assumptions and conclusions that are running your business, right? Because we can change those and you'll get a different result. So yeah, for about 20 years, when I was in banking and doing corporate lending and dealing with a variety of business owners, um, I did kind of notice that, uh, some consciously and some subconsciously, that they, the ones that were more successful were asking themselves different questions. So I thought, oh, that's interesting. And so when I went on my own, I thought about how do I differentiate myself? And questions was one way. Um, but it wasn't necessarily only to differentiate myself. I thought, how can I bring the most value to a business owner or CEO, entrepreneur, anyone in the business space? And I thought it's by asking questions and helping them ask the questions that are going to help them grow, like both personally and as a business owner. So I've, it's been, uh, um, yeah, probably 20 or 25 years that, uh, that I thought questions are the way to go and, and be more now intentional about them. What's the greatest question can't you've ever been asked? Uh, that's interesting. Not even from a business point of view, but, but more probably in the last five or 10 years is like, are you being true to yourself? What does being true to yourself look like? And are you being true to yourself? Right? So, and there, and I think it's from some of those more personal that then leads into how you want to run your business. So, uh, I used to shy away from looking at the personal side questions, but I realized it's the personal side questions that are showing up in my business. 
mm-hmm. right? Of how I how I show up as a business owner or entrepreneur or consultant or whatever. So so I've uh, my shift has been even with business owners and CEOs uh, to if they're open to it to talk more about some of the personal questions that are affecting their business. Um, so yeah, I would say it's around yeah. Am I being true to myself and trusting myself? Yeah. Kent, I I always ask as we get near the the close of a podcast, I always ask these couple questions because I really think it gets to the heart of who people are and and things like that. And and I want to ask you this question: yeah. Take me through the biggest obstacle that you overcame in your life, and how did you get through it? And and what questions helped you get through? that biggest obstacle that you overcame in your life? Hmm. I guess there's been a few. Um, so I guess when I say on a practical view, when my nephew was killed, it certainly made me ask myself, what's it all for? Where's he gone? What do I want to, um, what do I want to uh, have my life look like? Who do I want to show up as? So that was like a pivotal moment. His name was Matthew. So I say like I have a before Matthew moment and an after Matthew moment. Right, of then who I decided to be after that. So really, it, was a, it wasn't just one question. It was a variety of questions of what's the purpose of life? Who am I in this? Uh, yeah, how do I want to show up? Um, yeah, it was a lot of like deep soul searching. So I would say it was almost like a, yeah, a variety of questions in a, in a circular way. The, the, the questions that I'm asking myself now are really about um, identity and the nature of reality. Um, I just find that fascinating now. Like, who do I choose to identify as? What the world tells me to, or, or how do I choose to identify? Um, and trying to come to some story about the nature of reality and then living from that. So, um, yeah. So, yeah, I guess, as I say, Matthew's death was a kind of a, a cornerstone, a milestone for me that made me ask a variety of questions around, okay, uh, we have a finite time in this sphere for now what do i want that to look like for me and what's getting in the way of doing that for me and what am i afraid of and what do i have to confront uh and also can it be joyful and not just painful so just like a variety of questions that i was sitting with for well probably a year yeah that's so good i i I appreciate you saying that and 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 now i want to flip this a different way and I, i wouldn't normally ask the same question twice yeah. But but now you've you've got me thinking, and, and I want to now speak to people out there that are maybe running their own business, or they're a salesperson and their sales are down right now, or they're 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 struggling. Maybe they've been furloughed, and they're listening to this podcast, and they're they're in the midst of a difficult business time yeah. because Kent, you know, we have our personal lives, we have our business lives, yeah, you know who we, you know, and, and a lot of us try to separate those two people who we are at home and who we are at work and, and things like that. There may be business owners out there just, just saying, Oh my goodness, I I am just struggling right now. What's one question that a business owner or somebody that's in that situation that is struggling from a business standpoint, what's one question that they need to ask themselves right now in this, in the midst of this pandemic? So from a business point of view, I guess I would ask myself a couple of questions like, how can I serve more my clients? How can I contribute more? How can I add more value? Because I think these days it's the people that are 
coming kind of like from a servant way from from adding value contributing so i would be very customer centric right and really just focusing on how can i add like i would just go to my customers and say how can i add more value to me how to you right now what can i do that would that would add more value to our relationship how can i help you more how can i serve you more um, they you know they have needs so i would find out more how i could be of service to them now right yeah, I love that because again, it, it is it is all about and because every customer has a different set of needs, yeah. and you never know that you're going to ask the right question that's going to hit and just just be so on target. Kent, my last question for you, and I've enjoyed this conversation. It's been a different conversation, and I love that. I love having different types of conversations here on the Intentional Encourager podcast. Yeah. But leave the audience today with your biggest piece of intentional encouragement. Okay, so so interesting. There are a couple, but one just comes to me. There was a quote Maya Angelou used to say something to the effect that no one's ever going to really remember what you do. They're only going to remember how you made them feel, right? So I think it's important that sometimes if we're down, I've been down. The way that sometimes I've overcome that is go and help someone else, right? So I'm I'm. I would encourage people to, to um, well, I guess be, be cognizant of how we're making others feel. But um, yeah, I guess, I guess if I was to encourage someone in any way, and it's not a business point of view, it's more, that's why I'm fascinated. I keep going back by this nature of reality. What, whatever I said to you, Brian, I don't, there's much more than this. And when I connect to much more than this through many ways, through meditation, cold showers, walks, whatever, that that gives me some type of peace and comfort that I take into the world. So in trying times like this, um, I actually slow down to speed up, if that makes sense, through meditation, through cold showers, through being out in nature, through walking around a labyrinth, to just get out of my mind and connect to whatever you want to call it, that gives me comfort. Um, that's what gives me comfort uh, uh, in these times, in all times, but especially these times. Um, to be more true to myself and ask for the help I need. Um, yeah, so I think in these times, in any times, it's important to encourage ourselves um, and uh, important to encourage others. I love that. And, and, and you know, the, again, whether you're a Christian, a non-Christian, what, what, whatever religious background that you come to, there, what you said is very important because there is one thing that is universal to all those, and that is meditation, spending time, yeah. whether as a Christian, spending time with God, with the Creator, or maybe if you don't believe in the Lord, you don't have a walk with God, just spending time in your thoughts and just spending time recharging, encouraging yourself. I love that, Kent, because that is universal, right? Yeah. That, is, that is completely universal, to, to every human being because we need that time to refresh ourselves, to encourage ourselves, to nourish ourselves both. You know, we talk about nourishment of the body and eating and things like that, but how yeah. often do we nourish our mind? How often do we nourish our emotions? How often do we nourish those things that need to be nourished? I, I'm, I'm glad that, that, that you ended that. That is such a perfect way to end our conversation. Kent Denning, Tell folks where they can find you and connect with you and get some of the resources that you've talked about today as well. 
So my, my website is New Perspective, New Results, but mainly lately, I've been on LinkedIn a lot. My name is Kent, obviously K-E-N-T, Dinning, D-I-N-N-I-N-G. If you just look up Kent Dinning on LinkedIn, I'm happy to chat with you. And uh, I think I, I was mentioning to you that I made a small PDF for some of these business questions from these very successful people. And I'm happy to give that to any listener. Just, just uh, message me on LinkedIn. Uh, I'm also my name, Kent Dinning, on Facebook. It's more personal, but I have some business stuff there too. So LinkedIn would be first, Facebook, or just my website too. And if you happen to reach out to him and you say, hey, I heard you, mention that you heard him on the Intentional Encourager podcast so that, that he knows that, that yeah. that's the, the conduit that you've gotten connected to him and to his resources. That would help us as well too. Kent Denning, this has been a, a fabulous conversation. Again, I can't remember a conversation that has been to the Lord so nuanced and layered. And I'm, I'm intentional encouragement that. Thank you so every much day for the time today and being and with until us next on time, the remember, every podcast. Everywhere. Thank you very much, Brian. I really appreciate being here. Thanks very much. And be an intentional.